I don't know. I just the way it all went about and stuff. I was kind of bewildered. Like, I I, I wanted to know the story, and the story was like ever evolving for like four days in front of us. And I just don't get how a team like the New York Rangers handles it like this, and leaves us all speculating in the ways that we are because. Like, I don't know, it just, and I can't imagine how the locker room feels, or the head, or the head office feels, like, I think so many things are looking right, and this is, like, so many steps in the wrong direction for this franchise that I don't, and, like, maybe they'll be fine, but it's a lot of drastic shit, and I don't know why they're doing, they're doing so much of it. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Hoser's Panel. I'm one of your hosts, T. Croaks, Tyler Croakman. Another big week, not a ton of hockey to watch because the Hosers were pretty busy this week. We got another wedding going on, another guy got hitched. Mike Potter getting hitched this weekend, big weekend for him, so we were pretty busy with that. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> hats off there. Uh, great time, great weather. Uh, how, how, how was it for you guys? Have a blast or what? Yeah, dude, great, uh, great little long weekend, a little getaway wedding without really getting away too far so uh with covid restrictions and everything it was it was pretty perfect yeah, yeah. lots of covid rules lots of fun yeah go ahead Tay. But you, you nailed it you nailed it for everything that you couldn't do uh it was pretty perfect like you said so but the little things you know fire on the beach spike ball on the beach a little nice ceremony everyone getting nice and spaced off the out beach, yeah you know? getting kicked <laughs> off the beach for throwing glow sticks and being loud <laughs> It was a blast, man. Never forget it. I'm glad we could do it, especially in these crazy times. It was fun. And great. a nice change, that's for sure. Couldn't have asked for a couple of better buddies to, to join me, so that was great. Hey, buddy, it was awesome. Other than weddings, let's talk hockey now. And first, let me introduce Taylor. We got the other, other hoser here. Taylor, how you doing? Hi, buddy. Uh, I'm good. I, I wanted to quickly just say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Ooh, yes. Uh, my mom, Sandy... Mike's mom, Rose, Ty's mom, Lori. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks for creating us and helping us with the pod. Uh, okay, so now we can get into another mother, this motherfucker, Tom Wilson. Yes. Uh, yes. We kind of touched a little bit on it last week, uh, but obviously didn't get to see that he wasn't suspended. We all for sure thought he was going to be agreed. today. We agreed. Absolute sussy. Had to be. I'm pretty sure I said ten, 10 games and he got fined $5,000. Me too. I was like, like what man, a joke. stick a dagger in him. Now's the time to do it. No better example than that to really to say you've gone too far and they give him the biggest slap on the wrist you could. And to yeah. make things worse, they played again the next two nights later. Yeah, two nights yeah. later. Yeah, two I nights knew- later. And to make things even better, they fire their GM and they fire their president of hockey operations <laughs> the day of the game. At 12 o'clock, probably game by four, right? Yeah. The what Rangers, the- yeah. What the hell's going on, man? It's uh, yeah, we didn't even talk. Like we were like, is there any chance he doesn't get suspended? Nah, okay, we'll just we'll just skip <laughs> no, that part because no, it doesn't happen. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, that was that was wild. And then yeah, of course they played two nights later. Uh, the the Rangers released that crazy statement about um, how George Peros needs to be released from the P- Department of Player Safety, and all this stuff goes down. GM and and president, like you said. Uh, they're not the biggest fans of the letter that goes out. So they try and distance themselves. The ownership says distance himself even farther. They let him go, and uh, yeah, they play two nights later. Hundred penalty minutes in the first uh, in the first period. A nice, nice little line brawl. One second into the game, and basically the Rangers took it into their own hands for what the league probably should have done. Mm-hmm. 
just before we we, uh, we we passed that statement there who released that statement was that statement not like who was that was it not agreed upon like was that the problem of the firings here or was it more than that yeah apparently apparently the gm and, and president uh they just never knew about it until they basically saw it on twitter uh, they didn't know anything that it was going to be released. They didn't know that it was mm. coming. Um, and then I guess they didn't want to be associated with it for... So it was I kind of a them leaving or was it like a, a firing, wasn't it? They got fired, but I think it was. Be, they say it was not because of they were trying to... They basically didn't really want to associate with what the words were saying mm-hmm. um, by their organization. And then the ownership fires them anyways and... They say it's not because of that letter, and they say it's because it's performance based and everything like that. But I mean, if you look at what the Rangers That's are doing, fucking bullshit. They have like GM's a, been there two years, hasn't he? And he's great. Like doing he's a great job. Yeah, doing a great job. Jeff Gordon, it is. Um, Pardon me. <clears throat> and we've had, I mean, they have. They're sitting in fifth place in what we've said is probably the hardest, if not tightest, division. Um, yeah. And I don't think anybody expected the Rangers to make the playoffs. If the ownerships wanted to make the playoffs, that's just. A little bit of too much expectation there. Um, unless Ty is... I did. Tyler, Tyler didn't <laughs> thought for sure they were going, but that's another story. Sorry. Maybe they listened to this podcast, heard, oh, maybe there's some hype about them getting first place, and then said, we got to get the first place, and then they got fifth, and they're like, okay, we need to let these guys go. But, I mean... Regardless. Yeah, regardless. I don't I don't know. Like Anything you look at them, like they've, they're built for the future. They have a great backlog of prospects foundation looks amazing right now last time i checked they were sitting at about 35 ish on the positive side for goal differential which is probably going to be one of the highest in the long time for a team that misses the playoffs Mm -hmm. Uh, everything looks great in rangers land and i think there should be probably at least 15 to 20 teams looking at jeff gordon uh to come in to come into their organization because i mean what he's done and Everybody, it seems, in like the public eye, says this guy's doing great things, and I mean, I agree. And I don't know what's going on there. Man, it's crazy because like it's so easy to make the argument that they got lucky with the lottery, and obviously Lafreniere, that was like a fucking steal. They came out, yeah. They made made the playoffs, and they they fucking got the first overall pick. So yeah, lucky for Absolutely. sure there. But uh, and then Kako too, like two years was it two years in a row? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they had like a top two pick, so obviously uh, they had to get lucky there. But at the same time, like the the prospects behind these players, like um, Keandre Miller, Nils mm-hmm. Lundqvist, even Philip Heedle, like all these like uh, two goalies these players, yeah, two two like unreal goalies um, with like yeah, like you were saying, like a backlog of prospects still in the minors to to come up and and. Um, have a shot with the Rangers like they they got to be doing something right uh and obviously like the 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 organization says that it's performance based but uh, like you can't put anything on that especially with all this going down and then it happening like shortly after like it uh, you can't blame it on purely performance because they were doing really well well especially if if it's performance based you wait until the end of the year to fire them yeah not when they're making this crazy push and like getting closer to and the playoffs. And they're doing, th- they, they yeah. were just picking it up. Yeah. Like, I know they were just eliminated, but like, no team is going to fire somebody right after they've been mathematically you know eliminated. What? <clears throat> you know what really coming. stood up to me? Well, this like, stands out as a, a lot of unprofessionalism and like a lot of yeah. like no one on the same page. And like, 
This is the most expensive brand in the NHL. We're talking about, or second most. It gets like you know what I mean. This is this oh, is an original, an original six team that's been around over a hundred years, I believe. And like I don't know, I, just the way it all went about and stuff, I was kind of bewildered. Like I, I, I wanted to know the story, and the story was like ever evolving for like four days in front of us. And I just don't get how a team like the New York Rangers handles it like this. And leaves us all speculating in the ways that we are because, like, I don't know. It just, and I can't imagine how the locker room feels or the head or the head office feels. Like, I just think that whole thing is like, yeah. I think so many things are looking right, and this is like so many steps in the wrong direction for this franchise that I don't. And like, maybe they'll be fine, but it's a lot of drastic shit, and I don't know why mm-hmm. they're doing. They're doing so much of it. I mean, I don't in know a year that's not all bad. Out of the, what they're expecting out of the new guy after Jeff Gordon came that's in. That's right added to the cupboards because like yes they did get lucky on those two picks but that's like those two guys aren't really doing a whole lot right now and the team is still successful so like that just shows even better that that luckiness has not put them in the spot they are right now it's everything else that they've built up and then those guys are just added once they finally get to their potential a little bit more and to sit this is a team that's been through so much this fucking year i cannot believe they have to do another hurdle in a year that like is pretty much over and doesn't matter anymore and they got more stuff to go through i don't know man if the next season doesn't start doesn't have some good like good looks to start it how would you not get discouraged on this team yeah they got a lot of good things but like what the hell happened this year man like there's not a lot to yeah. be stoked about. And there's so much up and down. There's no consistency. People losing their jobs. Like, unprofessionalism up and down the fucking or the fucking team and the organization. I don't really know. Especially I'm with, very unimpressed with New York right now. Yeah, especially with so many teams basically coming out and saying, we're not going to do any firings. Like, this year is such a weird one-off that it's hard to assess anything right now. Um, we'll get into a couple, like, quote-unquote firings that have happened, but... Um, so many, so many teams are kind of just saying we're just going to let the season ride and, you know, get ready for next year with with everything that we like moving forward. Yeah, totally. It's it's I would say it's like it's bush league for sure, um, from the Rangers. I, it, you can't you can't just like decide to part ways with um, general manager and president of hockey operations who are are doing a great job in the eyes of literally every other hockey like lover mm-hmm. right like i you could go to anybody in the league and say like hey like what do you think about this do you think that they should have been let go and they probably say like no i think they were doing an amazing job yeah yeah um i was gonna say it reminds me a little bit of uh the ottawa senators after they lost in the playoffs in 2017 i think they kind of just like imploded from head office down kind of thing mm-hmm. obviously lost a, a shitload of players but um yeah, like you just don't want to see. It's unfortunate that the head office of teams are impacting the product on the ice um, because of like greed or corruptness or people not agreeing with each other or like arguments or whatever. And it's just ridiculous. Like it really shouldn't. Like as a as the owner of a hockey team, like you should want the best possible product on the ice. Mm-hmm. And if you interfering and letting somebody go or making a statement is going to make your the person you've put in charge to build this team walk out or walk away or like distance himself like you got to give your head a shake and have a look at yourself cuz it's just it's embarrassing man i what where very well said and i just yeah i couldn't 
I was trying to compare it to if like any of the other original six teams were to do were to pull shit like this. Like, how would I look at it? Because they're all very, very successful, and like they're all set to do things a certain way. So I was just mind boggled to see thing after thing after thing happen to these guys. And it was yeah. after the Tom Wilson thing, I couldn't see it getting worse. Like I couldn't see it going bad for them. I was like, okay, they got wronged. We're gonna we're gonna fucking straighten this out right right quick tomorrow. And then right quick tomorrow, they up and can everybody. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? How are we losing our jobs? And we're just trying to defend our fucking guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like we're getting way off topic here. And they're like, fire Paros. I'm like, now we're calling out. Fuck. I didn't even like that because I was like, now we're we're distancing from the Wilson thing. And we're kind of getting on to something else when I really think the problem is Wilson. I don't really think everyone in the league acts like this. I think we have a certain problem here. So, yeah, I was just, I'm, I'm, that's pretty much all I had for this, but I'm mind boggled by this situation. And, like, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I've never had the New York Islanders be this close to, I think like, I might even respect them more than I respect the New York Rangers right now. <laughs> I, I really, I really mean that. I think they're doing a lot better than the fucking Rangers are, like, inside now at this point. I just don't get what they're doing. This year has caused crazy things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's going yeah. on? <clears throat> anyway, well, anything else for that one? Or? I think I'm good there. I went off. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, you well said, Ty. Good work. <laughs> yeah, everybody, I think. Good good stuff. What was next on the list? Fucking uh, Tom Wilson. Speaking <laughs> of like guys getting getting fired, we got a couple couple NHL coaches get released this uh, this week. John Tortorella is... I think we've talked about it a few times on this podcast that his contract was coming up, uh, and we basically saw not great chance of him coming back to Columbus with everything that's um, that's happened in the last say two or three months. Uh, but it's official now. After their last game, they said John Tortorella won't be returning as the Blue Jackets head coach. Not really a firing because he was out of a contract, but just a, a parting of ways. Uh, same thing for Rick Tockett in the land of the Yotes. Um, I don't actually mind Rick Tockett. I don't think he was the, really the big problem in, in Arizona. Um, I think there's just a lot of just overall team management that, that's yeah. kind of stumbled a little bit. It could be that now that Chake has gone, it's been a full year. The new GM wasn't a huge fan of Rick Tockett. Yeah. Uh, wants to get his own guy in there. So they just let him go as well, but Torts and Tockett both both gone for next year. I was gonna say, uh, I think I could see Tockett in Seattle. Yeah, there's definitely no shortage for Seattle uh, interviewees. That's, for, that's yeah. for sure. Well, and and Ron Francis and Rick Tockett played together in the eighty nine ninety season with the Pens. Oh, so. I feel like there's a, a little bit of a connection there that could could come to play. That would definitely be the NHL doing NHL things, that's for sure. Yep, it's an old boys club. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and then, fuck, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something else. Oh, torts. Uh, I was listening to Thirty One Thoughts podcast. Shout out Elliot mm-hmm. Friedman. He doesn't hey. listen to our podcast at all, but sick um, beard though. Yeah. <laughs> he will see when he wants it. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. True. Uh, he was just talking on torts, and and it sounded like there was uh, hesitancy at the beginning of this year to kind of bring him back. I think when they, yeah, there was hesitancy to bring him back for another year. Um, nobody was sure. Uh, head office was unsure, and then apparently some players came forward and were like, "Hey, like we like him around the room, like bring him back." 
Um, but I think like he did wonders there. Like he he worked really well. I think it, honestly, it just like the line, the management, the fucking roster management that happened this year, and like players moving back and forth, and um, have not you being able to utilize star players. I think it was just a year too much for him. Uh, he, he didn't go to a team where he had like seasoned vets where he could kind of say, okay, go out there and work hard. He had a team of young young kids who hadn't really proven themselves really, um, and he needed more or he expected more out of his roster than he got. So, Yeah, like the, the Blue Jackets were successful because the GM brought in guys that the coach wanted and the coach could become successful. Uh, but as soon yeah. as they started bringing in guys that kind of – didn't fit towards his mold and yeah. were kind of pretty clear that they wouldn't be able to bend into that mold. It, it, it I mean, the, it just sank from there. So once you, totally. once your top guys aren't playing the same way as the coach wants and aren't able to adapt to what the coach wants, whether it be the player's fault or just the coach's fault for trying to think players can mold that way. Uh, it, it started to write the ship there and it's, it all came crashing down this year, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm excited to see, like, uh, a completely different look for the Columbus Blue Jackets because for a while they've been, like, that, like, underdog, hardworking, like, work-your-ass-off, like, hard work beat ta- beats talent kind of team. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see them maybe slot in a couple. Like, uh, rumors are they're going for a center. Um, maybe find, like, some high, high, highly talented offensive players to play alongside Line A, who today ended up saying that he likes it in Columbus and wants to say um, in his, like, exit interview media scrum or whatever. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. Yeah, and Seth Jones also saying that he's not too sure about his future. So, because uh, yeah, he's, he's got a, another year Uf- there, yeah, though, right? UFE, UFA after next season. So, right. Columbus has got some big things coming up, and Definitely. getting a coach that that is that works is going to be probably priority number one to try and keep the guys around that uh, that can help them win the win the ultimate goal. But they'll yeah. get a good draft pick this year. They're most likely going to finish fourth last, uh, so basically nets them a top five pick this year. So, man, I, yeah. one thing I want to say on the, on the record quickly about Lining, I hate him talking to the media. <laughs> I like. I just think he talks like he's a child. He's always mumbling something or like he's very unprofessional. I don't even think he means everything he says. Man, this guy is tough. I was watching that quote about him wanting to stay in Columbus and like half the shit he says. I just can't believe it. I don't believe it. So I mean, we'll yeah. see, man. I don't know. I think that guy's got no heart. I think he wants things gift wrapped to him and if he has to work for anything or change anything he does normally, he just fucking isn't going to try. That's how I feel about him. <clears throat> It's I interesting. I hope he figures it out. So, sorry, yeah. No, but it's interesting because, like, um, it's kind of two, like, Finnish superstars, if you will, that uh, from that draft that kind of have acted like that. Like, obviously, Pugliarvi, like, literally left because he didn't, like, get the opportunity that he felt he deserved on the top line, right? And went back to the Liga, played a, co- a year in the Liga, and then came back mm-hmm. and now is getting that opportunity. But it's almost like a little hissy fit where, like, you know, I'm not getting what I want, so get me out of here. Same with Line A in Winnipeg. Same with, like, it's just it's just so interesting to see, like, the two, like, Finnish studs from that draft, like, pull this. 
No, you nailed it, especially with that with that hissy fit part. Like it's kind of like you see it a lot in basketball. They don't like what they see, or like they don't, and they go to the media. They like sit down. And they're like way all more obvious, but but they sit down. And they're like they just don't give a fuck. They, they answer stuff that they don't give a fuck. When you answer, when you ask them a question, they look like they're frustrated, and then they give you this half-ass shit mumbled answer. And like that's what I see every time I see from him. And it's just not how any hockey players act, especially the stars. Yeah. So especially when people are like, I, people are trading him, trying to help him out. Yeah, I don't like this kid. I really hope he changes his game. I feel like it's changed a lot every two years, and I like. I hope he figures it out. He's got talent. Yeah. Anyway, enough about lining. <clears throat> It'd be interesting to see who they go after. How do you mean? To like fill, who, like who they want, who they want as the coach, and as the yes, coach, pardon me, oh. and who, systems wise, they think could be the best fit for that team. You kind of can take them anywhere, hey? Like they've got some young yeah. guys. They need a coach. They have a goalie, but the, I've, apparently the goalies want to be there either, right? I've read that like, this past week. Elvis saying that he wasn't too happy there. Oh well, I mean he's there next year, so. Yeah, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I just think have, it's, it's just have, it's just teams of people who don't want to be there. Like yeah. I, I, that that's a reoccurring problem, and it seems to be more and more since I don't know if it's since COVID or what, but yeah. I feel like I'm hearing it more and more. Yeah, they got one year to basically convince a lot of guys uh, that there is the place to play. I wonder if they go after somebody like Gerard Gallant, like a good like boys guy, like guys guy, like he's there for like a player players kind of coach. Doesn't really give a fuck about the head office and, and all that, but he's just there to focus on the players. I think he would be a great fit. That'd be sweet. Like, just, just trying to get back, like, the 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 fun hockey, like, guys want to come to the rink to play yeah. uh, mentality because, obviously, Columbus is not the biggest, like, ooh, let's go play in Columbus, you know? Yeah. Taking away all hockey teams and all that aspect, just, like, the lifestyle aspect of it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Columbus is just isn't going gonna, isn't gonna to bring the same pool that other other cities are so i think he would be great to just try and convince the guys that hey you know what let's just we got a team here like let's just the boys let's yeah. do something here no i like that yeah when you when you don't have a good city or or um, state tax on your side you need the intangibles and the intangibles are a nice locker room like great training staff the coach that you want to play for um and yeah like i think that's the kind of guy that you want to bring in there for sure. They have 18 guys under contract for next season that were already a part of the NHL team this year. Uh, 13 of those 18 expire after next season. So they're going to have, they have basically <laughs> anybody who's not anybody who's signed after this year is coming up next year. Wow. So they got, they got a lot of decisions and a lot of guys they want to convince that uh, Columbus is the place they want to play. They could have a whole new team come two years from now. Oh yeah. Do they get? Is that good timing? Like, will the cap be up by then with the new TV deal and everything? Is that kind of nice or it's no? It's kind of the the window of maybe. Right. Okay. Sorry, yeah. I was just trying Hopefully. to. Hopefully. Yeah. Right. Okay. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Hopefully for them. Fuck. But yeah, just five guys that are that are under contract for more than two years. So. That's nuts. Wow, man. Yeah, and one of them is the new guy. Chinnikov, so like basically four guys because he's brand new there yeah anywhere else too i heard someone say yeah, that uh i heard someone saying that columbus blue jackets have never had a bona fide star you believe that rick nash i was gonna say rick nash was not a bona fide star yeah 
Okay, Charlotte spitting chiclets for bullshit. <laughs> bullshit quote. That's so. I was like, didn't they have Rick Nash doing full highlights and no one else on his team? Yeah, I'm pretty also, sure he just. No love for Bobrovsky winning two no, two Vesnas. Oh yeah, I guess that was there. He wasn't my first thought though, but yeah. No, no, Rick Nash for sure. For Rick Nash there, with nobody there, just yeah. like fucking the highlights, man. <laughs> oh, 61 in a dream. <clears throat> Um, anyway, sorry, I just want to ask that quick. Want to move on? What was next? Uh, let's see here. It's a lot for Columbus. <clears throat> now we can go into some good, some good, some good news and stuff like that. Here we go. Um, a couple of milestones for Phil Kessel this week. Oh, um, yeah. He hit his 900th career point, as well as his 900th straight game for his Ironman streak. A couple of big ones. That's crazy. That guy's on a 900 Ironman streak. Right? That's the funniest thing, eh? Hey? <laughs> How? How has he not gotten, like, food poisoning or something for a game? <laughs> Fuck me. One questionable chili cheese dog or something. I don't know. Like, that guy has a Coke in his cereal. I don't know how, I don't know how he makes every game, but holy shit. Good for him, though. What a player. Yeah. Just, um, yeah, definitely the, the, the body to get there to 900 games. That's for sure. You know, I don't watch him much in in Arizona, but uh, like I, I don't know, is he is he a good fit there? He's... I haven't heard any bad news, but like you know, I don't hear anything about 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 the Coyotes anyway. He's not putting up crazy numbers. Um, it'll be interesting to see same kind of thing, like how Kessel performs when he's without Rick Tockett, because Tockett's a bit more defensive guy. He actually had forty three points uh, in fifty six games this year, so quietly decent. Uh, his really only bad year was last year, his first year in Arizona, where he only had 38 points in 70 games. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's solid numbers. I figured, and I, I don't know, I don't know, that team worries me. I heard rumors that they were like, oh, rumors for like ever that they're going to be bought out or moved or at some point or another, but I always worry about them because they never seem to step it up. Sorry, Jay, have, go ahead. They have no first pick this year. No, he's... I was gonna say on Phil Kessel, like can consistently scores twenty goals a year, um, but I, like in a full eighty-two games, like he could score like up to upwards of 35, 40 goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys got one more year next next year's his his last year. Yeah. Okay, so he's got a signing bonus of five million dollars. So his a his cap hit like around trade deadline next year will probably be like one point eight, I think. Meaning he could go to a team that has 1.8 in cap. Oh, but at trade deadline? No, no it would be like... It would be way less. It would be like... Uh, no, because the, the the signing bonus still counts towards his cap. That's, just, that's just how much he has to get paid. Okay, well, Elliot Friedman on 31 Thoughts. Again, shout out to him. He was talking about Phil Kessel, and he was saying that he's going to be worth like... A, one one 1.8 next year. It's probably close to that because they have like the, the daily cap that gets removed. So whenever they get traded, yeah. they get like if it gets traded halfway through the season, he'll be at half of what his cap it is. Right. So he's probably sitting around two-ish million. I would, I would say it's probably pretty close to the trade deadline depending on what day yeah. the deadline is. But yeah. Makes sense. It'll be interesting to see Makes if they huge decide pickup. to trade him. Yeah. He could go anywhere for that too. Like, he could go, he could land anywhere, right? Oh, yeah. The same thing like Taylor Hall this year. He got traded. I think his cap hit was probably around four and a half ish. No, like his $8 million three cap hit eight, right, right. was dropped down to about three. 
Wow, weird. Okay, interesting. Yeah. That does make it spicy. But yeah, if the Yotes aren't because the Yotes are moving into the Central next year, with with Seattle coming in. Oh, because of Seattle. Oh. Yeah. And it was announced today that they're most likely going back to standard, everything back to normal uh, yeah. for next season. And Seattle will join the Pacific. Arizona will move from Pacific to Central. And uh, North Division done. North is most likely done, um, pending the government agreements and all that kind of stuff yeah and i'll see what happens in october but right i guess so as of right now their game plan is back to two years ago essentially okay cool hope so uh one last or maybe not one last thing but uh kopitar hit a thousand points this week was that that was that was this week right last week uh kopi (sighs) fuck (laughs) <laughs> it's been such a week. Well, we, we talked about it last week. All right, all right. Well, Did we? Congrats again. Um, <laughs> I know we discussed last week Ryan Miller um, retiring yeah. and everything, but he had that. I don't know if you guys saw that that video where he was yeah talking to his parents after the game and just uh, just just starts melting down. And it was emotional. Man, could you imagine? No, dude. Dude, like I think goosebumps. Getting yeah. goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah, all those things kind of get to me. Went that long and like and yeah like when you think of how long his parents have been on that ride for, dude. Yeah, well, seen he's, seen he's them like there 40, at that game. So yeah, they've been doing it for probably like thirty-five years. Yeah, it's like <laughs> fucking ever. <laughs> and like ups and downs and uh, no cop silver medal, but yeah. but man, like that's the most impressive silver medal. I don't think I'm I think I'm ever gonna see from attendee. I thought he was gonna take it that year. I was so fucking scared of Ryan Miller that year. Yeah, props to him, man. Hell of a career. Yeah. Well, I think we got maybe a few more pieces of news, and then we're going to get to our playoff predictions because playoffs were just announced that they start Saturday. Oh, uh, baby. With basically, all 16 teams have now clinched, so there's no more playoff push races or anything like that, just a couple of seeding races. Uh, but all 16 teams have now clinched as of Monday night. We know at least one series starts Saturday and at least one series starts Sunday, I believe. Right? Yes. Washington, well, yes. Yeah, Washington, Boston yep. starts Saturday. Tampa, Florida starts Sunday. They can't really announce anything else because most seeds aren't determined. But um, yeah. a couple pieces of news or things that happened. Um, Tim Stutzla gets his first hat trick of the year. And uh, all the neighborhood kids figure out where him, Kachuk, and Norris are all living, and they're just dumping hats over the back fence. They're no just way. throwing them in groves. Like, really? Like 100 <laughs> hats or something. They're just dumping them That's over their fence. sweet. Stutzla comes out on their back deck, and he's just like laughing and, and, and cheering them on. Then all three boys come out and pose for a picture with all the kids on the other side of the fence. It was really cool. That's really wicked. Yeah, it was awesome. I love that. I gotta find that. I didn't see that. Awesome. Good. And then the biggest news of the week, probably, uh, Connor McDavid hits 100 points in 53 games this season. Uh, now sits Damn. at 102 after Monday night. Just, I mean, it might not be the most impressive thing we've seen in all time, but at least the last probably 15, 20 years or so, probably the craziest feat. Like the guy's getting two points a game. Uh, for 50 plus games straight, that's that's no sample size. That's just fucked. Yeah. 
Not to mention, like, I don't know, if I'm not mistaken, like, his, la- his last stretch, he's really turned it on. I mean, it's all pretty nice, but... Yeah, his last, like, 11 games before tonight, I think it was, he had, like, one game with no points, one game with two points, and the rest were three and four. Yeah, man, like, four points, three points, two points, four points, three points, zero points, three points, four points, three points, three points. Are you kidding me, man? Like, it's actually ridiculous. It, like it's, it's incredible. That's the past, like, 10-12. That's crazy. He's been a minus in three of those games. Yeah. <laughs> He's on the ice the entire fucking time. Yeah. Like, uh, it's crazy, man. He's he's a spectacle. I, I passed him in the draft, and I do it again, but I. <laughs> but this guy is the fucking best hockey player in the world. <laughs> like, yep. just hands down. Yeah, I got a question for you guys. Go. Oh. <clears throat> uh, okay, so if obviously he's winning the heart, I would assume he better. Yep. Yeah. Um, who would your pick be if there was no such thing as Connor McDavid? Like, if he wasn't around, who would you pick this year? For the heart? Yeah. Probably Matthews. Um, other than that, I don't know. It'd be There's a cluster of a lot of guys. Yeah. But I think it's McDavid, Matthews, and then pick whoever you want. Yeah, yeah, I would say Matthews as well. With the amount of goals that he scored this year, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, especially like on a team like a team that like needs their top players needs their top players to perform. Like I kind of on a very fucking deep level, <laughs> Toronto needs their players to perform. Yeah, he's their absolute saving grace. Like yeah, without Matthews, that team isn't even close. If Matthews can't do what he does, which is fucking insane, just like McDavid's is. They're kind of, I saw I saw um, an article that said they were basically like, what was it, the Gretzky and Lemieux of our time or something like that, and I was like something like that, and I was like ah I could kind of see it like I could see the Gretzky side. I don't think there's two of them though. No, I don't think they're the same level. Like I was yeah. like yeah they're the two tops, but that was kind of where I saw it as. And they're so fucking young too. Like it's kind of like these guys are doing it at an, at an age where like. I, think I can't it's believe the, they're I already think, doing it. Yeah, I think better. it's the Crosby and the Ovechkin of this generation. I think it's better. Because I don't, th- like, I mean, Gretzky and Lemieux are I don't know possibly the, the two numbers, greatest like, players of all enough. time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean. Yeah, I would put them Crosby, Ovechkin probably kind of levels. A little bit worse who, on okay. Matthew's side, but. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you, who would you take, uh, Matthews or Eichel? Healthy. Like on my team right now? Oh, that's yeah, not fair. On your team right now. I think it has to be Matthews. Yeah, it's not fair. Fucking Eichel's just like, right now, dude. Eichel's like fucking inside out damage. Damaged his head, damaged his fucking body, like, damaged his confidence. Like, Matthews, or Eichel has a lot of problems he's got to overcome here. Matthews, everything's shaping up. Everything's shaping up. He's got a team around him. Skills are still there. Guy's healthy. He's got so much around him, it's crazy. Like, I don't know. Matthews had everything going for him. I take Matthews all day. This is uh, I fucking love Eichel, though. I hope you can figure it out. This is the Oilers' forwards in points. Um, coming into tonight, so McDavid has 100. Drysaddle has 79, which is 1-2 in the league, which is crazy. And then it goes all the way down to Nuge at 33. Then Pooley <laughs> at 25. Yamamoto at 20. And then sixth place has 13 points on their team. A top See, six forward, 13 points. 
Nobody insane. else needs to score when McDavid's getting 100 points. In it's insane. Games. No, but they're... You know what? Here we go. Are they are they wasting his time then? I think so. I mean, they're second in the division. It's hard to say they're wasting it right now. Yeah, but like... Okay, we they all were been. saying... We were all saying before the season started that no matter what, that team... Like, if that team makes the playoffs, they're dead. Like, them and Toronto are dead. I think we both said both those teams wouldn't be able to play against everyone else in the league once they got out of the North Division. But then yeah. now it's looking... It, well, I think we all said that to start. Maybe I'm mistaken, but... Probably. Not, not I definitely. <laughs> I remember Edmonton was like, yeah, like, those guys don't have a, can't sniff it. But I don't know. If I compare the two now, now I think, like, yeah, I think... He just needs a supporting a supporting cast, and I don't understand that we talked about this earlier. I understand why people aren't going, aren't wanting to go to his to his team. You see it in other leagues all the time now. People go to where the stars are. They go there for fucking nothing. They win championships. Everybody wins, and it happens like clockwork in every other league. Everybody goes mm-hmm. to where the fucking stars are. I don't get why it's not like it can't be that hard to get people to play with this guy to get people to sign good deals. Go ahead. <clears throat> all the stars in the NBA are in LA. None of the stars in the, in the NBA are in Edmonton. It changed. I mean, I guess so, but uh, yeah, no. You're I playing you hockey. I hear you're, you're, not, you're not playing basketball. <clears throat> Something that I would like throw out there, and it's never going to happen, but like, it might be worth a look if in two years from now they can't figure out a, a way to win. Trade Drysital, man. Like package, get him for a solid package where you bring back a great goalie, uh, like a solid defenseman and a solid one or two top six forwards. Like he he would be worth so much. He's he's only making eight and a half million dollars a year for the next like four years. He could he could garner in like so many more assets that would be helpful to the team itself rather than like just the flashy player that is Leon Dreisaitl. I think I don't know. It's just. You get to a point where you don't have very much time with McDavid left, and yeah, you're basically wasting his prime because you don't have a team around him. You got one other player. They will not win in the playoffs, man. Like it'd be interesting to see what win or what Winnipeg, what um, Edmonton could have done this year if they had Clefbaum healthy on the back end. Because I think he provides such a stabling part. Yeah, like, I, I yeah, think, but I don't think they especially in Canada, I think it could help them a lot. I think I agree with you. I think. Honestly, their their decor isn't horrible, and mm-hmm. the, their great, forwards though. aren't great. But they're not they're not the worst in the league. That's for sure. Um, their goaltending man is their is their biggest like problem every year. Yeah. They also don't bring in. Yeah, their goalies. You need to have a you need a fucking goalie to win a fucking Stanley Cup. If you have the best player in the world on your team, get a fucking goalie. Yeah, that's number one because that hurts everybody's brain in the world. But I don't. I don't know. I just think there's a I think there's a million ways to make this team better. Like, and I don't. I don't. They, they don't do anything. Like they don't make moves. They just put it on McDavid's back and say, "Fucking giddy up, buddy." Like it's actually fucked. I don't get it. Like, look at the way that. That teams with Ovechkin and teams with Crosby and teams with Kane manage to make trades and make moves every one or two years to make the team better, or even small things out of veteran. It's always small things. A lot of small things add up with these guys. But, like, we don't see it. We see them, like, trading Taylor Halls for, like, you know, like, we see them doing a lot, like, bigger moves, like this dry sidle thing. Like, I think that can bite you in the ass just as much as it could help you. You get a lot for him, but, like, this is the best Edmonton we've seen in like decades and decades, and like yeah. that's playing with a lot of fire. 
But and then you know, then again, like if they just got a goalie, I don't even think you need to get rid of Drysaddle. I think like that's half yeah. the battle. The decor they've done a pretty good job with. I, they could have done a lot better, I'm sure. But they, the what they have in front of them isn't the end of the world. I just think like. I just think with with just like with Matthews, when you get when they got that talent, they made a million moves every year to try to ensure that he was surrounded by talent, and they've done that. But like, it's not even close in in Edmonton. Like, it's kind of pathetic. Like, you read the points, man. It's like it's sad what we're watching there, and just think that that pretty much leads the like, division other than Toronto is like, I don't know. Like, I don't. I think any any different structural structured team like not in the North Division will just will wipe that in a series. Like I don't think I don't think McDavid can do that for a whole playoffs. I think the close. difference between Toronto and Edmonton is they both have top guys making a ton of money, so they don't have a lot of cap room. But Toronto has drafted well, whereas Edmonton hasn't really done much. Yeah. And I think Peter Shirelli's a f- reason for that. So hopefully their new guys can bring in some stuff because they just signed like Dylan Holloway. They have Raphael Lavoie. Tyler Benson, those kind of guys, and hopefully they can step up because that's basically the difference between them and, and, and Toronto is young guys on cheap contracts paying dividends to the Leafs, whereas the Oilers just seem to kind of be barren there still. There has yeah. got to be a way to get people to sign good deals with McDavid. That's, like, end of story for me. How the fuck can you not get people to sign? Is just because it's Edmonton? Like, I don't get that. Yeah, I think you will win a cop if you go there. <laughs> like, yeah, we just need the, a fucking couple bodies here. The GM has to sell on anybody who's a UFA, and I mean his first person he's got to sell on that is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. What? But the weird <laughs> yeah. thing is, like, I don't, I don't, I think it's, it might be a harder sale for anyone staying in Edmonton, but like, there's no, almost no one deserves to be there. Like, no one's pulling their weight there. I don't know. Like, it's it's weird. I just like. It, you could pretty much, I think, put a, a whole different team around McDavid, and like, could they? I don't think they'd be doing much worse as long as they had a fucking goalie. I think they're missing key aspects, and they ignore them year after year. And with McDavid, that's a waste. Not to mention, he doesn't have the offense anyway. It's a two-man team, and like, it's not, never gonna work. I think well, it's now. I think yeah. it's a waste. Man. And that's what we saw in the playing rounds, right? Like McDavid and, and Drysaddle were, are like. Fair enough, coming off of months of, of layoff, so they weren't at their high-flying selves. But once they were back down to a normal one center and a, a one winger, instead of world-class center and world-class winger, whatever they play them at, uh, the team had no success. Cool. So, yeah, I think they have to be going, and we'll see what they do. I think we'll get into it pretty quick here, the the playoffs and uh, predictions and stuff like that, but... It'd be interesting to see how well they fare. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's all I had for for news and stuff this week. Yeah, I can't talk about them fucking up McDavid anymore. <coughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it for me, too. Cool. You want to move on to playoffs then? <laughs> yeah, let's get into the, uh, the playoff predictions here. Um, like we said, I'll... Uh, not everything has been finalized, but we can basically get a good guess, and most likely nothing's going to change. Um, if it is changing, it's most likely the Canadian division, which isn't going to start until next week anyway, so um, we are basically good to go to set all all eight playoff matches and uh, give all our predictions. Uh, should I just run down all the all the playoff matches here? I'll start wherever you want. You can go, I guess, one at a time. How do you, sound good to you guys, or...? Yeah, we'll start with the uh, the division that most likely is going to start us off here, uh, the East Division. We mm-hmm. have the Pittsburgh Penguins winning that division. 
they're going to take on the number four, New York Islanders. And number two, Washington is going to take on number three, Boston. Those four teams are all set in stone. Nothing can change there. Um, and obviously, the easiestly, the tightest division, Pittsburgh and Islanders, one and four, were only separated between six points. And just, it came down to the wire the entire way. Yeah. But uh, we'll go we'll go Pittsburgh Islanders 1-4 first. Um, Pittsburgh did win the series, the season series 6-2. Um, but really, when it comes down to the playoffs, the season series really don't matter too, too much. Right. Uh, Tay, you want to start us off with that one? Yeah. Um, I think, man, I'm looking at my, I have the New York Islanders written down All to right. win that series. I'm really struggling with it. It's not easy. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the Islanders get it done. I think uh, Barry Trotz and his coaching and their defense and honestly their two uh, Vesna caliber goalies and Sorokin and Varlamov kind of bailed them out here. But it, it's just so hard to bet against Pittsburgh. Sid, Gino, Jeff Carter's playing unreal. Um, their fucking their depth is finally kind of stepping up. Jared McCann and. Um, Brian Rust and Jake Gensel. Uh, Jake mm. Gensel's not depth, but I don't know. I just, I think, I think goaltending is going to do it. I think it's going to be the New York Islanders. I think, I think we're going to see that trend a lot where really no clue. Like any yeah. series is going to go anyway. I, also, I this is that division. We were always saying this division's like, it's no yeah. easier with four teams than it is with eight to decide this division. Like, exactly. Very fucking hard. Could have been anyway. It's absolutely mind-boggling that Pittsburgh even took it. They I can't, sh- I can't like, believe it. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. They were like, what, fifth, sixth to the first half of the season? Like the whole way? Yeah. And all of a sudden they skyrocket to first and, and steal the whole thing? Like... And I think I want to go back to something that you said a little while ago, Tay, when you were saying, like, when's the, when is the time to peak? I think Pittsburgh nailed it. I think yeah. Pittsburgh yeah. fucking nailed it, man. I think they couldn't yeah. look any more confident. I think they've baffled a lot of people and their stars are kind of, like, doing their things and, like... When Crosby's doing Crosby things, it's like when McDavid does McDavid things. It's like, what are you going to do to stop it? So if it continues, I don't think they can. I have Pittsburgh, and I want to say them in six, but just because of Crosby magic. And because I, I say they're peaking at the right time. But then again, like, no idea, man. This division is so hard and so tough to pick. But I, I would go Pittsburgh in six. Sorry, Tay, did you give a number of games? I he didn't. didn't sorry. But... I'm going to say I'm gonna say New York in seven. New York in seven. All right. Nice. Man. Yeah. I <laughs> someone jot these for us. I'm not doing yeah, it. So... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. I'm so divided because, for one, I want to take the Pens because they won the division. They've looked great. All their underlying numbers are solid. But man, the Islanders are so good defensively. It gives Barry Trotz a week off to to get them ready. I think this is gonna be a really tight series. I do love this series. I think I'm gonna have to go pens and seven. No cakewalks, though, eh? We're all thinking it'll be a grind here. I think it'll be a great series. Yeah. Um, basically everything that we talked about as the predictions at the beginning of the season that Pittsburgh is, they seem to be falling off a little bit. They don't seem to have the steam anymore. Well, that's basically backfired. <laughs> Out the window, yeah. Out the window. Well, like, Gino missed 20 games, man. Gino missed over, I think, just over 20 games. And, like, look at the season they had. And I think Crosby missed a handful, too. A good handful. So, I don't know. Like, this team has got it. All right. And so, I have Sidney Crosby. 
Pens in seven, Ty has pens in six, and Tay has the aisles in seven. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, okay. if that one was tight, let's get to the next one. Washington, Boston. Uh, oh, yeah. Absolute coin flipper, I think. Um, Boston did win the series uh, four to three, a couple of those games overtime. But, um, I mean, these teams are separated by right now two points. Both have a game left. The season series was separated by one game. They're both 6-3-1 and one in their last 10, and their goal differential is within a couple goals. So, so I, tight. Yeah, coin, it, coin flip and a half. It'll be a sweep, and uh, let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which way, though? That's I give it... Man, question. I think the Caps will take it. I can't decide how many games. I just think they have a more complete team. That's what I'm going off of here. I don't... Uh, and the, my biggest my biggest thing is like uh, Tuca is, can steal a game like nobody. So yeah. especially in the playoffs, that's my biggest wild card. And then the Bruins offense, it's that great goaltending with like that electric offense that can just let you up. But I just think the size and the overall depth of the Capitals will be enough to muffle the offense of the Bruins. And I think they'll take it in five games. Capitals. Caps in five. Nice. That's me. <clears throat> Uh, I'm going to go the opposite way. Ty, I really liked your point on Tuca. Uh, He could come in and steal a game at any point. Um, They also have a really hot rookie goalie in Jeremy Swayman who they could throw in if Tuca's struggling. Um, So they've got the backstop between the pipes. Obviously, he's not not, um, seasoned. He hasn't played any playoff games, but he looks solid. Uh, I think just the addition of Taylor Hall on that second line, like they they kind of finally have secondary scoring. Yeah. Um, him him and David Krejci look lethal together, uh, and not to mention like yeah, Pasta Marshawn Bergy, like it's kind of Bergy's last kind of few couple years here, kick at the can, um, and then yeah, like they they haven't really been healthy all year. Like they've always kind of had somebody out, especially on the back end. So I don't know. I just think that. Um, Boston's going to do it. I think they're going to do it in six. One more really, really quick thing about Boston that I'm just trying to weigh when I was thinking about mine is I don't know what kind of Taylor Hall we're going to see here. Like, one, I think it's going to be great. Like, I really do. I think so, too. But I I don't know how great. Like, I think we could – this could be – he's won the heart before, right? Wasn't that – or, yeah? Like, this this isn't a sensational player who's been through a ton and, like – really really wanted to be on a team like this and like really wanted a moment like this so i if he might just get the old ovechkin possession in him and just start going for the cup like no other so i wouldn't be surprised if he just went super saiyan on us and and took that one yeah the guy has 14 career playoff games so like (laughs) first overall (laughs) first overall pick 14 14 playoff games in i don't know what 12 seasons on four Uh, teams how many teams did you play on He's played for four Three. games now. Five. <laughs> oh my god, dude! What a fucking shitty career. Um, I think he's got a decent chance to double that this year, at least. Um, yeah. I'm also gonna take the Bruins. I was thinking six as well, but I'll take them in. Oh, do I want to do another seven? Sure, let's take seven as well. Sure. What a year, man. Play it. Play it safe. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's move across the country into the Central Division. We have the Carolina Hurricanes taking the number one seed. Uh, one point behind them, Florida. A couple points behind them is Tampa. And then 
uh, a drop off to fourth, but Nashville just clinched their spot as well. So we have Carolina against Nashville in the 1-4, and then we have the Sunshine State uh, rivalry. Seen for the first time, Florida-Tampa. Fucking uh, finally. It only took 30 years. Yeah, 20, first time ever? Yeah. Dude, the state's going to be buzzing. <laughs> maybe. Maybe they don't give a shit. <laughs> but. Uh, let's go first, Carolina and Nashville. I guess I can start this one off. Um, Nashville's looked a little better recently. Uh, I think Carolina still takes them because Carolina's really good. Like They are a solidly built team. Um, I don't think it's going to be as blowout as, as, as a lot of people are probably thinking. Um, but I still think Carolina gets it done. Nashville's played well. I'll take the Canes in six. Uh, I'm also going to go with the Canes. I think, uh, Mike, I think it is going to be a little bit more of a blowout. Maybe not a blowout, but uh, I have the Canes written down in five. I think, I don't know, I just think they are the, the better team. Offensively, they're they're way more gifted. Um, defensively, they're solid. Obviously, Nashville's have got a great defensive core, but um, Carolina's is right there with it. And then between the pipes, man, like yeah, UC Saros has been unreal the second half of this year. Um, but you never know. You never know uh, what can happen. And Mrazek has looked really good when he's healthy. Uh, Nadelkovic has looked really good when he's healthy. Uh, and Reimer is their third. So yeah. they've got they've got three really strong options in net. I just I I think Canes in five. Yeah, the season series is Canes are six and two, um, but Nashville won both the last two games. So I was just gonna say, uh, can I go? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh, yeah sorry, I was just uh, you're still going. I was gonna say, I wanted man. I think it's gonna be such a fight. Preds clinched tonight. You said yeah. Uh, they clinched. A couple days ago, but yeah. Okay, well, I mean, they beat, uh, handsomely beat the Hurricanes tonight, 5 nothing. Mm-hmm. They won their last two against them, like you said. These guys have a lot of players, on, like a lot of electric offensive players. We know they have a great core. We know they have good goaltending. And I just think, like, all, a lot of teams were fighting for this last spot in this division. And I think, like, all you, ever, all you want is your shot. And once you get your shot, you got nothing to lose, and you just want to fucking give her, right? And I think... I think when you get into the playoffs and you're looking at a team like Carolina and you're in Nashville, like I don't know, I don't, I don't think it seems that crazy to think that you can take them in, in a series. I mean, you just beat them in two, so, uh, and like tonight wasn't even close. So I don't know. I, th- I think they could do it. I think they could do it, and I think if they do, it'll be in six or seven. So I'm gonna take the Predators in seven. I think it'll be an absolute war. Nice, dude. <clears throat> That's the thing, right? Like any of these series can go either way. Yeah. Especially, yeah. especially in hockey. I mean, we've seen goalies get hot for twenty-five games to take a team all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals yeah. and win a cup. So, like for four to seven games, it is anything can happen. Um, and the odd injury sometimes, like first round stars gone, oh, exactly, and, and, then, and they just fade into oblivion. You know, so we don't, you never want to see it, but anything can happen. Uh, is that all of us? Next one. Yeah, next one we have uh, the Sunshine State, Florida, Tampa. Uh, Florida actually won the series 5-3, but, I mean, Tampa's getting Kucherov and Stamkos back for the playoffs, which oh. well, a little bit of a red flag with Kucherov practicing about three weeks into the season. But, uh, I mean, hey, 
I'll take it. <laughs> they did what they did to stay out of the cap, uh, <laughs> fishy or not. But hey, we got to, we're gonna have a great series here. Um, Bobrovsky gets to face the the team that he swept. Yep. Tay, you want to start this one off, big uh, the Lightning's guy? Sure, buddy. Um, you know what? I'm not feeling too hot about this. I, I think Florida's got Tampa's number right now. And, yeah, Cooch and Stammer are both back. But I, I, I just don't think they'll be game ready. Uh, I think the first couple games of the series are going to play uh, play into it so much. And if, if Tampa comes out swinging and doesn't, doesn't perform well, um, Florida's going to take it. So, I unfortunately, I have the Florida Panthers for seven. They just look so good, and like the addition of Bennett and um, like Barkoff and Huberto are just kind of firing on all, all cylinders. So it's just yeah, it's it's really hard, to, tough to say, but uh, I can't I can't go with my boys when they're just not fully healthy right now and and won't be able to to mix in a game before the playoffs start. Good stuff, Ty. Uh, what was your you do yours too or not yet? Not yet. Oh yeah, clock it wasn't true. I missed yours. Um, man, how about this, eh? How about that? <laughs> Can't see it. Dang it. Yeah, but I don't know, man. When I, when you see what's coming at you, like, and was Stammer not healthy till now? Uh, he he or, was. He's playing healthy right? the beginning of the year. Oh, and then and then the... like maybe two weeks ago he was hurt. Okay, but he'll be back for the start of playoffs, right? I read that's correct. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think it's too much. I think with the loss of Ekblad, I know that they've played well against him all year. I just think in a in a series and back to backs and against like I don't know. I think. Tampa Bay is just such a strong team. Yeah, if they can get another, like they had these twenty game spans of legendary goaltending from Vasilevsky, and I think if they can get more of that, like I don't think it's gonna be really hard to outscore these guys. And I, especially, are they getting everyone back for the start of the playoffs? Like McDonough, is he coming back? Like, uh, I, I got a lot of guys listed as injured here. Yeah, McDonough, Goudreau, uh, Goudreau for sure. No, McDonough, I don't know. It's, right, it's kind of up in the air right well, now. What about Hedman? Is he? He should be back. Okay, good. Because I was gonna say, I feel like I know about that. I think if they have their key guys, being Hedman, Kucherov, Stamkos, and Vasilevsky, uh, like, I think it's, I think it's theirs to lose. Like I, I think they can win it. But they're an ama- again, they're it's an amazing team. But I just think if ever, if anyone ever any team was gonna back to back this Stanley Cup, I think they got a really really good shot at it. Yeah, I really believe Thanks, that. Ty. Appreciate Straight up, you. I, th- I think they got killed my lightning. They got a good shot. <laughs> they got a good shot, dog. Nothing certain. Um, but no, I would take them in in six. I don't. I think they can do it. I like it. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, it's just rinse and repeat. But I think it's gonna be a hell of a series. Um, yeah. Probably the one I'm most looking forward to. Just because I mean, anything involving Tampa is so exciting, but. Man, Florida's looks so good, like we've said, and I just keep flip flopping back. I just, I just don't think I can go against Tampa right now. I bring it down to probably veterancy, like to playoff games, like to people who have been. I think there's just way too many people that won't know the atmosphere, won't I, that aren't as familiar with it on this uh, Florida roster, and I just think the Tampa one, like they've all been on both sides, the winning and the losing, and and the good and the bad teams. Like, yeah. oh, there's a lot of playoff experience on that team. I'm gonna, as much it's as I think this is misfits. gonna be close, I'm gonna take the bolts in five. I like it. It could be a close series, and it's gonna be a out three good crazy. wins. Oh, exactly. Yeah, it could be. A, yeah, 
tight series than it just Man, if this went seven, I would be so fucking fired up. Yo, also, are they going to yeah. do the rat thing in Florida? And Sorry, in, <laughs> in the Panthers? In I, hope, I hope not. I, I, fuck, do, I, I love that thing. So many of those things are so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing the rats on the ice? Like, why not? When I found out why, like some guy killed a rat with a stick or something. Wasn't yeah. that it? Like before a playoff game or something? It's like, like a, a, a team so with fucking like one year with playoff wins should not have a playoff <laughs> tradition. Fuck it. Give them something. To, yeah. yeah, tell that to Carolina <laughs> and the won, fucking... If one once. Yeah, but that's not, that's not a playoff tradition. That's just a tradition with them. Yeah, but it's still a bullshit tradition from a losing team that, I don't know, a bunch of jerks. At anyway. they have cups and stuff. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Hey, Florida's Florida's got their mascot, Stanley. (laughs) (laughs) They're not shooting themselves in the foot at all with that one. Um, All right, what's the next series? Uh, Let's move it on. I guess we go to the West because that's the least. So right now we have Vegas uh, in first. Sorry, quickly. Um, Does Newhook have a point? No. Oh, yes, he does. Sorry. Oh, okay. He got another one tonight. Oh, nice. Fuck off. Nice. Yeah, he got one on a sweet Macar goal. Out of way, Alex. A couple nights ago. Nice. Cool. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. Um, Vegas right now sitting in the number one seed. Um, Colorado is behind them by two points. They can essentially still technically pass them, uh, but they need a lot of help, including tonight. If Vegas wins tonight against Colorado Monday, um, Vegas has clinched the division. But for right now, we're going to assume Vegas is the number one seed. Colorado is number two. Minnesota is number three. And St. Louis is number four. Same kind of thing. Colorado and Minnesota could flip-flop, but they're playing each other no matter what, so it's just home ice. Um, so starting off, Vegas, St. Louis, 1-4. Ty, you want to you wanna let us let her fly from there? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Vegas and St. Louis. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, <laughs> I don't even think it's going to be close. I think I think Vegas is gonna want the break. Is gonna want the break, and they're gonna come at them hard and fast like always. And I, they're probably gonna blow them out the water in like four or five games. I'll say four. I'll say Vegas in four, Vegas and they want a big four. break before they play Colorado, or Minnesota, because I think they'd like that. I think they'll try to rush it. Like there's, I mean, pedal to the floor for these guys probably. St. Louis shouldn't be a problem. I don't think at all. I'd say Vegas in four. Um. Yeah. I think same thing. I think. If Colorado somehow wins the division, I think St. Louis could give them a bit of trouble. Um, but Vegas, I don't think. I think they're going to be able to handle St. Louis pretty well. I'm going to take the Knights in five. I think there's really been three teams that have played well this year on that division. Uh, St. Louis yep. is not one of them. Um, yep. So I'll take yeah, I'll take Vegas in five. Uh, piggybacking Vegas in six. Nice. I I had them Vegas in six anyways, but I love it. Four, five, six. Let's Four, five, six. Goes. Two things I want to say about Vegas before I move on is that, one, I think them having fans in their arena, kind of regardless, but I'm sure they're going to have quite a few, like, I'm pretty sure they got pretty lenient laws over there right Mm now. Um, That's going to be a massive factor. I mean, it was when everybody had a full crowd, but with them to to have one of the biggest crowds, I think, I think will be huge. It always has been, and I'm sure it will be in today's day and age, where where they're even more rare. Um, I kind and I actually kind of think with the history of of Vegas, um, Ever since they came into the league, that's like that's a team that knows that they're that knows that they're close and like and really wants to get it done. It's a fan base that wants them to get it done, and it's that's kind of fucking crazed. I think they have a really good shot this year. Like I kind of think mm-hmm. they're a real monster. I think anyone facing them has to be worried. And I think I think pe- people don't seem to play that good in their arena. They're like they they're really good at home, man. Like 
So that that's Vegas, they got a lot of X factors coming out of them. Vegas like really scares me. I, I could we've seen it every year and someone seems to stop them every time and like I don't know, that San Jose thing was fucked. Like I don't know, you know, like those those top three teams in this division, their home records twenty one four and two, twenty four and two, and twenty one five and two. Wow, dude. Stack iPods, that's wicked. There you go, man. Yeah, I yeah. can't wait to see what Vegas can do, but nothing against against the Blues we'll see in the next round. Um, Colorado and Minnesota? Yeah. Um, I think as much as the Wild have played well this year, I mean, I don't see them. I think they could cause problems for Colorado when they're at home. But, I mean, I, I can't. I mean, I can see Colorado losing to them, but I think McKinnon and Landy, I think with how close they basically felt like they got last year, I yeah. I, I think they're just they're just driven. I think as soon as the playoffs hit, they're going to just take that extra step. I think they're just going to look 100% towards the cup, and I don't think anything else in their world is going gonna, is gonna to matter as much to that. Um, I do think Minnesota causes some problems for them. I say they take one at home. I'll give the absent five. Um, I right, next. Uh, I think my computer is a slug and just loads these lines so slow. But um, I think I think the abs are gonna take it. I'm gonna say what I said when I started this year when we we're doing our predictions to start because none of that stuff was wrong. So I'm gonna say the same shit. Um, <laughs> uh, McKinnon looked absolutely fucking possessed at the end of last season. He was doing things in the playoffs that were like so scary. His his point streak was like almost almost like the the biggest one in the NH in playoff history, wasn't it? To start the playoffs, yeah. Yeah, it was one of the, like he he was touching some scary records. He was getting mighty close, and like he was it was a, he elevated his game to a level I didn't think I could see McKinnon do, and he did that last year in the playoffs. And it's it's playoff hockey. It's special, and I just think like yeah, exactly what you said. He's gonna want to pick up where he left off. This is a guy who wants to win with this group, who signed a contract to win with this group, and has kind of has been there the whole way and watched this group turn into like a fucking monster. I would be so surprised to not see Vegas or this team go to the final. Uh, I like I don't know, and I, I so I think, and like I don't know, Minnesota just just not there, just not there, up and down. Like I don't think I don't think these guys have in them what is fucking bubbling inside of the Colorado Avalanche for like the past six years, yeah. Especially and it's been like it, the fucking cup is running over real quick on that team. Like they're just ready to explore with energy. They're ready for playoff hockey. And if you ask me, they've probably been waiting a whole year for it. I don't think Minnesota's going to stand a chance. I I honestly, uh, I don't I don't think they win a game. I think Colorado gets it in four. Four or five, but like I don't, I don't think it'll be very close. I think McKinnon be fucked, unless there's goalie problems. But again, that's got to be injury that's, related. That's probably. the NHL. That's the fucking. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's the asterisk on every series. And you know what? Too, yeah. I think Grubauer is Grubauer is getting older. Like he's had a lot of years. Like, and I don't know, he's had a lot of years in this league now. He looks good. He, I think he's looked better every year. Who knows? He could even surprise me. Maybe he has a fucking crazy year and steals a bunch. I don't know. He's had a good season. He's confident with this team. This team is full and built. I like them. Right That's it for me. Um, I think, like, man, I don't know. Minnesota's played so well this year. Obviously, Kaprizov coming in and, like, sparking that team. Um, they've always been a really, like, strong defensive team. Talbot's kind of played out of, out of his mind. Uh, even Kakanen, when Talbot was hurt, played really well. 
Um, I think I think Colorado takes it, but I think it's seven. Yeah, I think it goes to nice. game seven. Yeah. The thing I worry about the most about Minnesota is just if they get if they get uh, momentum, but I don't see momentum shaking like like almost anyone on Colorado because they've all been there before. They they know exactly like they know what it's like to lose and they fucking can't let it happen again. And I just don't think unless they get ahead that they'll be able to play with the same kind of thunder the whole way. Yeah. I think but then again, when Minnesota's ahead, they're fucking terrifying. Like when Krill's skating, and they're all when they're moving the puck like crazy and they're up one or two, like. It's kind of hard to catch them, but yeah, yeah. The one thing I've noticed from like the ABS of this year and last year, and maybe even the year after before that, compared to the last like seven or so years of the ABS, is this team. It's so hard to shake them off of their game, and it's so hard to get them down on like their own stuff. Because mm-hmm. like teams of like five, six years ago, they go down one nothing. They're oh, we're out of it, boys. Like, but head this, in the gutter. Yeah, yeah, this locker room is so tight and so like mentally tough and mentally confident and i think that can just provide so much for a team especially if they go down say like one nothing in a series to to not harp on it for too long and i think it probably changed when they beat the the flames in the playoffs that one year when they came in as the eight seed uh lost the first one to the flames i believe and then just rallied off four in a row i think that's kind of when they learned like okay we got a fucking team here and Man, I hope they do well this year. <laughs> I hope. It's you know what too. It's like it's so for sure. It's so fucking hard. Like it's so hard to be confident in any of these. No, like, I know. As, as if you put more thought into any of these, like it's pretty easy to be like, ah, something could happen. It's the NHL, yeah. but we just want to have Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was, it's great right now. What's the score right now? I'm, I'm uh, one one after two. The Knights yeah. are just dominating them though. Yeah, the way they move it, man, it's crazy. And they're at home, right? <clears throat> I don't know. I also, I also love that Col- what Colorado's been able to do with like adding people, but keeping like so many key people. Like they've added so many scary guys, and and like guys that I gotta think are hungry. Kadri, Newhook's a scary one. Um, they're bringing Devin Taves this year. Kale McCarr coming kind of sophomore year, right? Like I don't know. I just think they have so many people that just like. This team has got to be confident. Has got to just be mentally strong, and I just think that's usually where they lose it. Teams get down on themselves or down on their stars, and and the media goes, "Why aren't they scoring?" And then fucking they never do, and that's it. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think this team won't run into those problems. I think consistency will be their key, and they they can go very far. One one last note for this division. Do you see because there is the potential of change? Do you see of the anything? flip? Yeah. Oh, do you wow. See any, Why did oh, nailed it? Do you see any difference in like if Colorado plays St. Louis and Vegas plays Minnesota? Any any other differences? Like, do you see Minnesota being able to take down Vegas or anything like that? No. No. I well, if, it goes seven, if it goes seven games, like Tay says, and Minnesota has home ice, maybe they take it. But other than that, I don't really think and Vegas isn't going to lose to Minnesota. And yeah, Colorado's going to fucking wipe the lose. I might add a game onto Colorado. I might say Avs in six if they play St. Louis, but I don't see any drastic change there. Yeah, I would agree. Well, let's bring it up north then. Um, same thing, same kind of thing. Toronto's clinch number one. Edmonton's clinch number two. Uh, Winnipeg is currently in the driver's seat for number three and should get it, hopefully. They have also lost nine games in the last ten, so who knows. Uh, and Montreal has just clinched the fourth seed today. So uh, right now we're sitting Toronto, Montreal, and Edmonton in Winnipeg. That's what we're going to do our predictions on. Um, 
And if it does change, the playoffs aren't starting until after next week's podcast anyway, so we can change it then and if it does need to be changed. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, first up, Toronto-Montreal, the one versus the four seed. Uh, just a classic original six rivalry. Offense versus defense. Perfect rivals. I think I think the series is going to be... I don't know how the series is actually going to go. I really want to take the Habs. But, man, the Leafs have looked good. The Leafs look great, but the Habs got Corey Perry, man. They, they do have Corey Perry. <laughs> 94. <laughs> Josh Anderson uh, has fallen off a cliff. Yeah. I can kick it off if you guys want. Yeah, go ahead. Please, yeah. Um, so we were we were kind of pumping Matthews' tires earlier, obviously. Um, that team has looked great this year. Um, obviously, it comes down to goaltending, uh, like every series. Um, but I think, I think this is their year. I think the Leafs don't have to worry about Boston, don't have to worry about Tampa Bay to get out of the first couple rounds. Um, I think, I think they, they get in and I think they, they beat the Habs in four. That's my guess. I think they're going to sweep them. That makes a lot of sense to me, man. I don't know why my I, head, is, it's so hard to yeah, pick I think one. they're just going to be super confident going into this series because they yeah. don't have to deal with teams that they have had problems with in the past it's weird because the emphasis was like so hard on that at the start of the year and like it has to still be it's just hard because it's been so long since we've said like yeah they don't gotta deal with them that like i don't think like i have i've i've shifted my focus from like oh they don't have to deal with those teams because now i'm thinking about like how they match up with other teams because it's been so fucking long but that really has to be their focus is that they they don't need to deal with these other teams like like this is your year to go for it. It has been since the start, and like you've done everything to put yourself in the best spot you can. Matthews looks great. You're all pretty healthy, I'm pretty sure. I don't think there's any big injuries right now there. No, yeah, they, they're they're healthy. So yeah, I don't know. I I don't think they have any problem with the first round. And honestly, like I think they should go pretty deep, Toronto. Yeah. Uh, really, I have a hard time seeing Toronto losing to anyone in the in the North. So Take what out do you think? Playoffs? How many games? Uh, I would say Toronto in. Toronto in fives because I don't think they're on on top every night, but but they're I don't think they can lose that series. My God, I hope they don't. <laughs> For a lot of people, I hope they don't lose that series. Really, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, yeah, truly. Yeah. I, if they get swept, is there a riot in Toronto <laughs> with the COVID <laughs> with the COVID fucking indoor policy? Probably. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Anyway, I'm gonna say. I'm going to say get the Leafs get through their first-round demons. I think they're also going to get through their game seven demons. I'm going to take the Leafs in seven. Love nice. That would be so fucking intense if they went seven yeah, in that series. I hope so. Fucking, like, grabbing your chair. I think it's, like, justified that we have no faith in the Leafs, but, like... <laughs> yeah, they haven't proven us anything. Yeah. But they look different, right? Like, they, they, they look different not just on paper, like... They look different statistically, other than just like, hey, look, we got Tavares. Hey, look, we got a Matthews. Yeah. Hey, look, we got it. You know what I mean? Like, now it's like, look at our numbers. Like, look at our numbers without our starting goalie. Like, they're they're able to say, hey, they've had a pretty good year, but they're in the fucking North Division, so who fucking knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back to square one. Um. Last series, Edmonton, last Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Oh, fuck. There's no. Oh, I, there's not no way. I don't even know. Someone someone start. I don't want to start. Uh, Okay, I'll go. 
Um, I have the Oilers in seven, I think. Nice. McDavid has kind of proven to us that he is a god mm-hmm. and can kind of just turn it up. And, <laughs> yeah, fucking the Winnipeg Jets have looked horrible. Um, and if they're going to do anything in the playoffs, they need to start winning a game or two here and there. Um, otherwise, they're just going to go into the playoffs, like, super deflated. Um, I think Hellebuck, when he's on, can absolutely steal a game or two. He's been dog shit um, the last, like, week or two, mm-hmm. maybe even three. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think, I, think, I think the Oilers take it. I think they obviously have goaltending issues of their own, but they know that. They've dealt with that. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I think Oilers in seven. Um, I'm also going to take the Oilers. I'm taking them in four games. Connor McDavid four. has... Yeah, four games. Whew. Out of every team they've played, McDavid has the most points against the Jets. Uh, 22 points in nine games. Fucking smell you. Oh, later. my God. I think... <laughs> I think... The Jets' defense is just nothing. That's what I was going to say. They're going to dominate them. And I think even if Hellebuck steals one early, he's going to be gassed by the end. Especially if Gary and the league want to speed up the the North playoffs and just schedule back-to-backs and everything. The Jets are really not much without Hellebuck. Uh, especially no. against the Oilers. They have the offensive power, but they just don't have the offensive power to keep up with McDavid against yeah. the yeah. tired defense. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm taking the Oilers in four. And, yeah. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the Oilers as well. I'm taking them in six because I... I just don't think, I don't think they can win every one. Like, I think it's a bit of consistency too. Like I just I don't think they win every game in a series just because they're the Oilers. I don't think McDavid can do it all every night. But um, but I don't know. They're, they're the same thing as the Leafs. Like you got to be thinking to yourself, everything goes back to normal next season, or so. Like you know we don't get this opportunity to go through just the Canadian teams. It's definitely our best bet to get to this third round or whatever it is. So um, and, and like I think McDavid. And Matthews have got to see that. So yeah, I take Oilers in six. I think they'll be good. And those two players are too focused. I like. I think to lose those series, like if they do, it's almost on them because they need to perform to win pretty much any game. Almost like that's kind of how their teams work. And then if they don't perform in the playoffs, it's like, how do you you know you won all year because you do your thing. You don't do your thing now. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna win. So I don't know. I think it, I think they got to know the pressure's more on them now than it is before. And if they win now, the odds are better than they were before. So the pressure's got to be there. It's got to make you be more focused. And I think it's the people with high caliber players like this. So I don't think either of them will lose. Does anything change? Because I mean, there's the same thing as the other division. There's the chance that Winnipeg, Montreal slip or flip. For me, I don't think anything changes between Montreal and Winnipeg against Toronto. I think Toronto probably handles Winnipeg even better than Montreal. Um, but I think Montreal actually puts up a better fight against Edmonton. I agree. I think Montreal, I guess I can't say that because the Leafs took, uh, have the Leafs taken them to seven. But I think if the Oilers are going to beat the Habs, it's probably at least six or seven games. Uh, and I can see Montreal 
pulling it out against the Oilers. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could see that I could see Montreal beating the the Oilers for sure. The stupid thing about both these matchups is like is like you can't you have you have like definition the some of the hottest goaltenders in the league and of all time on one end and then you have like like explosive explosive offensive scoring on the other. So it's mm-hmm. like it's like which one's going to fucking who's going to show up every yeah. night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or majority of the night. So and it's so like lopsided. One team has like I don't know. The offense is totally different. I don't know. I just Put think offense is gonna Connor win. David. Yeah, hundred percent. Put my money on the best guy in the game, pretty much. Yeah. It's the same with Matthews, best goal scorer right now. I think I, it's, you can't bet against him in the Canadian division. That's for no. sure. Yeah. So yeah, that's that one. And that does her. Yeah, that's all. That's all eight matchups. I think. The first round is going to be great. The second round could shape out to be an incredible playoff round. Uh, and then we get the four winners and then the cup final. I think this year's playoffs could be out of this world. Okay, so what? Be a lot of fun. What do they do when the Canadians get past the North Division? So they're going to do... They will the travel four, where? The, the four teams. They're, they're currently in talks right now. Bill Daly just came out about uh, everything that's going on. Right now they're talking about all teams getting basically clearance to go in and out of the border and have the team that they're going to play come in and play. Um, if they can't get that clearance, they're going to try and find a U.S. hub uh, that the team is going to play out of for basically a couple weeks to a month. Um, kind of like what the Blue Jays are doing right now. I think Dang. they're playing in Florida. Um, so that's basically their home, away from home. So, like, say if the Leafs win everything and they can't get the clearance through the government of Ontario, government of Canada, they'll go play, say, like, Buffalo. And then Buffalo acts as their home rank, and that's their where their quote-unquote home games will take place. Man, I hope they do that, just so that the Canadian team that makes it that far gets a home ice. And, right, like, gets yeah. a Gets a fan, a fan yeah. base, right? I don't think it's fair. I was just going to say how exciting you think it's going to be to turn on, like, all these American games and have the fucking fans go and play off bonkers and then turn on the fucking Leafs and it's just crickets. And it's just, like, yeah, yeah fake just, crowd noise. Yeah. Yeah, f- yeah fake crowd or, noise. Nobody out there. Like, you know, you know what the... Buffalo. Yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. Yeah. What, it gets me so excited when... When like when it cuts off of the ice and it just goes to the people with all their masks on and shit, yeah. or like you know like th- the, like little Jimmy and his dad clapping and stuff, like it fires <laughs> me up. You don't see that little anymore. Jimmy. Little Jimmy and Pop just fucking sitting there like clapping <laughs> with the jersey on. It gets you riled up. Like it shows. Like I want to see people having a good time, a little bit with these guys doing their thing. Like it, it kind of adds to it. So I really hope we see more of that. And yeah, the four the four teams that make it get ranked one to four based on their their playoffs or their uh, regular season, and then one will one will play four, two will play three, because there's no essential conferences right now. Uh, that's yeah. how they that's how they find the the bottom four. Love it, man! Playoff hockey in under a week. Yeah, so exciting. Let's fucking go! I think that's our headline. Yeah. Yep. Playoffs yeah, man. are less than a week. And then oh, yeah, Canada, you know what? they're almost like April 1st, you know, or um, June 1st. We're, we're a little bit, it's away, but, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. they're common. <laughs> yeah. Um, yo, uh, we're done for the NHL for now, right? Can I have we one are. more thing? I, th- I think we're all done. One more quick thing here. Uh, Connor Bedard. We sent his jersey to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah, already. Fif- 15 games in the WHL as a 15-year-old. You get your, your jersey in the Hockey Hall of Fame. That kid's going yeah. somewhere. 
Yeah, first uh, first exceptional status. I'm assuming that's why his jersey went to the Hall of Fame. Probably, yeah. Probably because he was the first exceptional st- um, status. In the WHL. Um, yeah. Also, congrats to Canada for winning the gold. Um, yeah, shit. That happened at yeah. the beginning of this week. So, um, Mitchkov and Bedard both scored in the, in yeah. the finals. Like, perfect storyline. Shane Wright also buried. and um, Mitchkov with that beautiful backhand. Fuck. Oh. Like, what a player, man. Yeah, Bedard... Bedard's a stud. And, Just make uh, sure you remember that name. Make sure you click those highlights on Facebook whenever you see him because that kid is special. When he hits the NHL, you want to know it. Yeah. All right. Well, playoff predictions. We'll probably post them all on Instagram as well just uh, as the series get going so you can let us know how bad we did. And we'll be back to the, the start of round two probably saying we went like five and three <laughs> or three and five or two and six. Oh and oh, seven. Yeah. <laughs> oh and six. Wait. Oh and eight. Yeah. Fuck. And we'll probably, see. Probably next week. Sky's the limit for me, boys. (laughs) Next week, we'll probably do a a season wrap-up kind of show. Kind of go over our predictions from the the regular season. And once that's all been cleared up, and yeah, yeah, playoff hockey, we'll definitely be talking about. So make sure you follow along for for all the playoff content and everything like that's coming. Uh, Exciting hockey has been here the last couple months, but it's just getting revved up next week. So Uh, yeah, make sure you hit that follow button. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Hoser's Panel. Um, yeah, we'll see you there. And uh, thanks for listening, fellas. Love you, boys. It's my pleasure to listen. Yeah. Night, night, hosers. Love you guys. <laughs> night, Peace. Night. <laughs> Go Bolts.